No. What's your least favorite scary movie? Ho-ho! Welcome to What's Your Least Favorite Scary Movie, the podcast where we talk about our least favorite aspects and most debatable opinions of our most favorite scary movies. We fight over our favorites. My name's Jesse. And my name is Travis. And we have friends today. Yeah. Just today. Yeah. Yeah. Not normally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> hi. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm Stefan. I'm, well, I'm with my co-host. Yeah, just for today because we never get invited back after yeah, this. Well, <laughs> uh, we're from Seventh Circle of Film. Uh, you can check us out on the same spaces that you can check this podcast out. Just, oh, it's the number seven, not spell out phonetically. Stunning for those illiterate. Uh, yeah, we go over entire series of films with your idiots. Yeah. And rather than yeah. Jesse and Trav decided to go over the shit DVD sequels for all the stuff. Yeah. Uh, you want to see more of Jesse and Trav as well? Did Joyride lovingly. Brought forward by them, yeah. And we'll soon be doing Ginger Snaps, good old werewolf stuff. Yeah, yeah. we uh, better. we had the opportunity to kind of torture them first by proposing. Again. Yeah, <laughs> by, we did the entire series of Joyride, and you know they'll have that up sometime soon, I'm sure. But I suggest listening to it because they hated it, and Jesse and I love shit movies, so it was a good know. time. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, go ahead and go check out their whole channel. They've got lots of uh, interesting series up so far. The Hills Have Eyes. Um, I just listened through the Mummy episode. So yeah, that one it's was a, a good long time. one. Yeah. Wanking over Brendan Fraser for five hours, yeah, pretty, much. pretty much. Is he in all of them? No. No. Uh, I don't no. think he's that old, I think. Travis has not watched the Brendan Fraser Mummy. No, I'm not interested. Can, is just it all right to just leave now? <laughs> No, it's too late. We're in. His exact response was, I thought that movie was for kids. Did I say that? Yeah. It absolutely is. And that's why we loved it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with I told you that my childhood consisted of watching The Mummy and then playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 and then watching The Mummy again. That's a weird combination. But okay, whatever, man. uh, While we were talking about Joyride, it came up that uh, these two don't exactly like Freddie Prince Jr. And we said, hey... We've got a fun idea. <laughs> so now we're uh, we're talking about I Know What You Did Last Summer, 1997 hit. Uh, Travis and I watched it on Amazon Prime. I had to rent it, though. It's not one yeah, you can stream. we rented it. We don't own it. I am going to take offense, though, that my uh, digital targeted marketing told me to buy the three movie set, which is offensive because the third movie shouldn't exist, yeah. period. I wanted to get a three movie set, but it's only like it's region B, so you guys can enjoy it over there, but I can't enjoy it over here, which I don't think is right. I think I think after having suffered through one, I I think I'm okay not watching. <laughs> well, three. yeah, I've got nothing better to do. So second one, yeah, third one, Ugh. third one is ridiculous. Three fifty if you want to buy any time. of them in the UK on Amazon, fucking. If you've got an evening, you not only want to waste, but if you want to watch a film that makes you cherish every film you watch after, fucking go ahead. Go for it. <laughs> Wait, did you watch the third one? I did. I oh, say watched. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's really weird, isn't it? Like, what the hell were they thinking? They were. Well, the fucking zombie makeup got nothing to do with the original cast. I know, right? It's just so weird. Wait, there's what? Zombies? What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
He's like a zombie ghost. I'm yeah. Them. I'm in. <laughs> I mean, it's Until- different enough from the first two that you might actually like it. That's true. Yeah, this might be like the outlier for you. Yeah, I I like bad films. It's just I like bad films when they're supposed to be good. Like they're they're actively trying to make it as excellent as possible, but it still turns out bad. This was just a mediocre like plane for me. So it's like not enjoyable at all. Yeah. Interesting. Uh well, some background on the film. Directed by Jim Gillespie, who I didn't find anything else notable that he's directed. It doesn't sound like a notable guy. Yeah, I did see briefly that he directed Joyride, and I was like, wait, what? Don't remember that, but it's a different Joyride. Oh, this so, is, oh that's yeah. weird. Uh, it was written by Kevin Williamson, who is most famously known for writing the screenplay for Scream. And he actually wrote this screenplay before he wrote Scream's screenplay. Yeah, that's weird. That was, yeah, that was a mouthful. Um but he couldn't sell the rights to it, or he couldn't sell the script until Scream got picked up and made because it was such I a success that they why. ended up buying this script. Um, it's based off of a book, <laughs> based heavy quotation marks off of a book by Lois Duncan that was published in 1973. She has stated multiple times that she hates this film adaptation. Really? <laughs> yeah, because it's so far off from what she wrote. Um, she feels like it's much more of a slasher than what she wrote, and she takes a special offense because her daughter, unfortunately, at the age of 18, was murdered. So she just, you know, there's just a lot of issues there for her. Yeah, the original uh, book, I didn't read it, but I did Google <laughs> the plot, um, and apparently there's no, like, fisherman, none of this nonsense, Uh it's the brother of the guy that they hit with the car. They do call an ambulance when they hit him, but they do it anonymously. And it's the it's his brother that ends up, like, trying to get revenge, but he goes by a fake name and ends up dating Julie, so she doesn't know. And that at the end, he's like, by the way, I'm Collingsworth. I'm his brother. Oh. Yeah. Doesn't it's, sound good. It's, much, it's a much more dramatic book than the movie... Yeah, I prefer the slasher tone, personally. Obviously. Yeah. That's kind of your thing. I know. (laughs) Uh, It stars uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt as Julie, Freddie Prince Jr. as Ray, Ryan Phillippe as Barry, and Sarah Michelle Gellar as Helen. It had a budget of $17 million and made a box office of $125.3 million. Nice. I thought this was kind of an interesting piece of information. So they started off filming in North Carolina um, unfortunately, around Duke. Yeah. But they decided that North Carolina was too flat to have those curvy and dangerous roads, so they ended up relocating to California. And as somebody who spent a lot of time in North Carolina growing up, it didn't look like it was meant to be North Carolina at all. I don't know which parts they filmed there before before relocating, but they they didn't capture the the feel at all. And another fun piece of information is that this is where Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. actually met. Um, They only speak like two lines to each other in the film, but they became friends on set. A few years later, started dating. They got engaged in 2001 and married in 2002. And they're still together. They're both mostly uh, chill and they do sexy dishwasher commercials together (laughs) now. (laughs) I mean, Freddie Prince Jr. has such amazingly romantic lines like... I had no idea her breasts were so ample. 
You can hear the Shakespearean yeah. romance cut through that. <laughs> Clearly. Mean, fucking star-crossed lovers. <laughs> I always thought it was weird that ample is, like, the term that they go with with that, because that's not in anybody's, like, you know, normal vocabulary. I think it is in people's vocabulary, just not usually related to... I don't think ample tits. You know what I mean? What context would you normally use ample? I don't know. I've Other than it. tits, because that's the only time I've ever heard it used. You just said that it's not. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't really belong. We can get rid of that word. No, it, it's got a place to differentiate sex perverts. Ample <laughs> I guess it's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think of times that I've heard someone say ample. It's really confusing me now. I know I've used it, but now I can't think of any other context other than this conversation. Exactly. It's all gone from my brain. So Ample amount of time. I use that a lot. All right, fine. Fair. All right, guys. So the way that we usually start these, we usually give our own personal ratings of how we rated the movie. So I wanted to see how do you two rate this one? Uh, and before you try and give negatives, because I feel like there's a lot of hate flowing from this. Yeah. <laughs> you can only go one to ten. Oh, yeah. We allow half points. But no negatives, negative. no zeros. Oh, it's not that fucking bad. You've got shit like Axe Murderer from the 80s, Valentine slashes in the 90s. It's all in context, you know. Wait, are you saying Valentine is a bad slasher? No. Okay, fair enough. Okay. But it, it's, all, it, it's all in comparison to like 90s slashes. Because you've got a... I'm not going to compare it to like Texas or um, fucking Red Dragon and shit. I'm mm. not going to be unfair. A four... I think. Four? Yeah. Four. Yeah, I feel the need to give a preface before I give my rating. I am generally not a horror film watcher, which is a surprise seeing as I do a horror podcast, but... Yeah, please watch our fucking horror yeah. podcast where someone doesn't <laughs> but, watch the films. Uh, I wanna, I, I'm going to say a three, just because I'm trying to think of reasons to give it a half point or take a half point away just because you've gave that little bit of a leeway but i can't it, it was can you give it credit for using ample i can take point properly away for, for using ample if that's if, <laughs> fuck yeah. okay shit it, it's not gonna <laughs> add, add anything to it but uh, it was just eh for me maybe it's just because i i, I know i've watched it when i was a young uh, when i was younger and i I think at that point I still didn't have any kind of feeling for it, if I remember correctly. I watched this movie as a kid too, and I remember it really standing out to me. Uh, I don't know something about it. I the whole uh, shit uh, slicker, like I think the whole slicker getup is kind of creepy. I don't know. It just like I was a young kid, and this shit scared me. <laughs> Really so easily. much shit about casually using the word ample, but you're gonna casually use the word slicker. That's what they. That's what they're called. They yeah, use I've that term. I've literally never heard you use that word ever. Before. The only reason I'm using it is because that's what they are called in the movie. Okay, well, they called Helen's boobs ample in the movie, and you had problem with that. So, uh, well, that's that's different. <laughs> Other terms. <laughs> yeah, I've just put Rain Mac. What are you rating it? Yeah, I put Fisherman the whole time. Well, I paid attention, so. <laughs> All right. Me, I, um, I'm i going to rate this. I'm going to give it an 8. Oh, babe, that's what I was going to give oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, nice. 
Yeah, I really like it. Um, I like the whole setup that they have. Um, it kind of is better than most slasher setups. I also like how it displays like how the relationship deteriorates after having like a traumatic event happen between them. Like, it actually shows consequences because I feel like in horror movies you don't really necessarily see those consequences accurately portrayed. Like, usually people are able to just move on pretty quickly, but it actually really destroyed, like, all of the relationships that they built. And they all seem to be really close, so I appreciated that. All right, so we got an average rating of 5.75 between the four of us. All right, it's nice that we have, like, more yeah. ratings here to get, like, a different... Yeah, we got a nice complexity of statistics. Yeah. That's good. And that, that sounds fair to be fair, because the first half, or 40 minutes, is great, genuinely, the atmosphere of it. After that, it fucking shoots down. I will say that the final, like, fight scene, if you want to call it that, it always bores me. Yeah, the climax sucks. I find I find the creepy um, closet watching and stuff like that actually really good, personally. But, you know, That's we'll get to Travis those. likes to creepily watch from the closet. <laughs> <laughs> he just sits in the closet all day long. <laughs> nice. What happens with their cats? I wish. Scout, can you figure this out? I'm talking about right. damn lack of consequences. Freddie Prince Jr. slapped about like a cheap hooker at the end. That, that is really where it shoots down. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to... He, he specifically says just before he gets thrown off the boat at the end that, hey, make sure that you, you've killed the things that you know you want to kill. They throw him off the... Or he gets thrown off the boat and they're like, yeah, I think he's gone. Yeah, I wrote that down too. Uh, the exact quote was, uh, when you leave a man for dead, make sure he's really yeah. dead. And then they just maim him and dump him in the water, like they did at the beginning of the movie. Maybe you're onto something here. Maybe the tables turn. Oh, yeah. Intentional. I mean, don't get me wrong, having that little four minute prelude at the end doesn't really add anything to it. It's just kind of meh. All right, you guys ready to launch into this? As I'll ever be. More than. I was just going to say, I can't watch this movie without thinking about my mom because she somehow had two copies of this soundtrack on CD. What? Uh. <laughs> Wait, is the soundtrack all covers? <laughs> Not all covers, but like it's a lot of yeah. covers. Uh, that would be a terrible uh, very first, and I think <laughs> The very first note that I took was generic rock opens to ocean and then I, I, I instantly realized that it was a cover of Summer Breeze, a, a generic rock cover version of Summer Breeze. <laughs> That's why my mom loves it so much, because it sounds like she's like, it's just so morbid sounding compared to the original, and she loves it. What's the original so, sound like? It's like all yeah, bright it's... and happy. And oh, really? Yeah, it's like Summer Breeze. Oh. It, it sounds breezy. In summary. That's a, maybe I'm yeah. just too young for it, but it sounded like a gothic Depeche yeah. mode to me. Uh. <laughs> and then you can tell that I've been trapped inside for a year because I wrote, I want to go to the beach. I wish it was summer. I miss the fresh air. <laughs> a lot yeah. of notes like that. Yeah. Maybe it sh- and uh, this was... Maybe it shows how much of a luck-in I am. I didn't write any of that. <laughs> but it looks like fucking Grimsby. It's horrible. The whole town. Fuck it. The winding setting. roads are nice enough. But the setting, uh, it, it's noticeably drab. Shitty. Which is great. I mean, the atmosphere is said, best part of the fucking thing. 
Well, I think they wanted to set it because they had the sad guy sitting on the rocks, drinking and appraising his own jewelry. Then they got the shaky cam looking down at the uh, rocks below him. Yeah. I like how they planted the seed early, though, about, like, you know, you think this is the guy that it's going to be. You know, they did a really good job of, like, keeping you guessing, like, if they've got the right guy. Or I guess you're kind of convinced for most of the movie that it, like, is this guy, really, but... I mean, it's really easy to think that, you know, something sad happening and he was thinking bad thoughts, doing bad things. Yeah, especially in this kind of setting, because, like, with it being filled with a bunch of fishermen, like, there's so many people that just look and dress the same, you know? <laughs> With the movie being filled with a bunch of fishermen, and, you know, fuck fishermen. <laughs> <laughs> what a dress like fucking cosplay Inspector Gadget running around the You whole know what? Thing. I would watch that movie. I would, too. Just a town full of Inspector Gadgets. One of them's a murderer. Ooh, that sounds like an actually really good movie. do 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 I'm not even gonna say anything to that. <laughs> it's a classic. <laughs> I can't give the twist, I should say, to be fair, twist now, uh, the whole fucking, um, it's not the David, David Egan? Yeah. yeah. It's uh, Benjamin Willis, like a Benny boy. Yeah, but I don't even like to call it a twist because it didn't feel like, shocking! Like it was just, these kids were stumbling around being generally bad people and bad investigators. And then, you know, there's more of a story that they hadn't uncovered. I, I find it hard to see it as a twist. Yeah. I feel like a twist has to be shocking. Yeah. Like a oh, twist. It's kind of like a little bit of that shock factor to it. Like, you know, just a tad. A big part of a twist and like a whodunit, you need to be able to guess it yeah. before they do. That's half the point of it. You need to be able to go, yeah, there was this clue, this clue. I'm an idiot. I should have fucking got that. Like in um, great uh, Ryan Johnson, who done it, Knives Out, you could work it out before everyone mm. else fucking had. And there's a, a really shit show on the BBC called Sherlock that has the same problem, where he knows it before you do, and there's nothing you can possibly get to understand it. And I think the beyond one with, like uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, it's awful. I actually enjoy it. Mm. Fucking dreadful. <laughs> Tasteless. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you, there's no point in the film at all where you can work out that it's Benjamin Willis or it's yeah, the wrong guy. I mean, that's, that's most Nothing. of the problem that I have with it. It was... Most of the beats in this film I kind of knew. I, like, obviously I saw it when I was a kid, but by this point I'd... For, I barely remember what I ate yesterday, so I forgot at this point what I was watching. I knew it was a slasher, but whatever. But when I got into it, I was like, okay, so I know what happens here. I don't know why I'm trying to pretend to hold things back. We, we can spoil it. But I knew that like it wasn't going to be the brother. I knew that it was... Um, I, I didn't write their names. Freddie Prince Jr.'s character. I knew that it was going to be him that had visited the sister and that's who she was talking about and whatnot. It just seemed obvious to me. I don't know whether it's just obviously we're 20, 20 odd years on from it and I've kind of picked things up from certain things and whatever but yeah I just didn't pick up any kind of beat and as soon as they were like oh let's introduce this new character and he's the slasher I was like well yeah I think that was a big problem with it is they just threw him in there as a character at the last second and I was like oh by the way it's him Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of groundwork being laid for that yeah. I mean 
don't get me wrong, it, it can be used well sometimes, but if you've literally seen no hide nor hair of that person, you've only just heard about them and mentioned, like, oh, it's obviously a daughter has a father, so it has to be him instead. Yeah. It, it just kind of loses stuff for me. It might just be that Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar are in it, but I really got the old man Jenkins yeah. with the Scooby <laughs> gang just taking off the mask. Yeah, we see some fireworks, which, fuck that. What? Fuck fireworks. Oh, yeah, you yeah, don't like fireworks. Don't like That's fireworks. right. I'd be upset sitting on some rocks and some fireworks go off, too. That would <laughs> also make me mad. Uh, so we go to... The beauty pageant. The beauty pageant, which this is weird, because beauty pageants are inherently about objectification of women, as much as they want to try and highlight other things as well. But they don't stay in their swimsuits the whole time. Like, that's usually just a portion of the pageant. So it was weird to me that, like, they're doing the final announcement in their, like, swimsuits. They're doing the uh, final questions in their swimsuits later on when they're doing a talent show the next year. They're in their swimsuits. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's not how it usually goes. There's usually, like, an evening wear portion and then, like, a whole big, like... Group choreographed routine. Are pageants like this usually this big of a draw for people, though? Like, this is also a small town, so... Yeah, I was going to say, in a small town, yeah. Well, I come from a small town, and I think we had something like this, too, and it was never this big of an event. I mean, dude, there were, like, 30 people in the audience. It wasn't like it was... There was... Well, it was packed, though. Yeah, it was a small room. I'm just saying. I, it just yeah, felt... I'm just I, saying. I, well, I did... This is something I did want to ask. Is it a normal thing on 4th of July to just get teens in bikinis? Uh, well... A lot of, like, 4th of July celebrations are outside. And yeah, usually you focus more on blowing yeah. shit up. Um, it's less about the bikinis. Yeah, I, I figured as much. It's just, it's something that threw me off too, so I wanted a, an American's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like they really, like, focus on the beauty pageant aspect as part of their 4th of July celebration, which, I mean, that's new to me, but, you know... Yeah, you'd, you'd think, yeah. like, small town, the dad of Sarah Michelle Gellar would be looking, what the hell are you doing looking at my daughter's tits? If it's that small, it'd be the most awkward fair, shit in the morning. Later in the film, if you <laughs> if you saw the dad, he was fairly dis- disinterested in everything that his daughter does, so... Yeah, yeah, he doesn't even give a shit about anything. He didn't even, like, grunt a hello. And, like, he maybe blinked when she walked in and that was it. He's watching baseball, <laughs> yeah, I, put, I put ball base by accident. And I thought it was a sexual (laughs) reference for a very slight moment when I read it. (laughs) Look at that ball base. (laughs) Also, and I'm ashamed of this, did anyone get any, like, uh, Cruel Intentions vibes from this? Well, that's not exactly a surprising vibe to get because of Sarah Michelle Gellar and Ryan Phillippe. It was just seeing them in the same film again and they were dating. I was like, oh shit, is this, like, What's going on? Again, not that far off from Cruel <laughs> Intentions. Uh, what is Cruel Intentions? Um, I'm not actually seen it. I just know the whole plot. It's horrible. You don't want to watch it. Don't worry. I think I do. No, it's horrible. It's about a brother and sister that basically marry and well, uh, no, hold on. Uh, uh, they're yeah, step siblings, aren't they? With Sarah Michelle Gellar in it. Thing going on. Yeah. Oh. We watched a movie last weekend with like actual like 
incest as a plot. Oh, fuck. I forgot about yeah. that. That was terrible. That was awful. Log on to Pornhub. You'll get the same fucking experience with the first 20 videos. Wheels of eyes. Now that I think about it, a lot of America does... Oh, a lot of films, sorry, didn't mean to say America, but a lot of films do that in general. That's a, another thing I like about Is that a thing they do? I know Freddie French Jr. says a few things during this. As does um, fucking Barry. Ryan. Can you pump up your breasts? What the fuck was that? No, that's not a real thing. Like, not without cosmetic surgery or... It's talking about workouts. You can like definitely do workouts that way. Yeah, like... but it's not enough to like it. No, it's not going to make that much of a difference. To make them ample. No, <laughs> that's like a commonly perpetuated thing that makes young girls think they can make their boobs bigger if they like work out the right kind of muscles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can live really, with that. Really, what she did was she got the right kind of padding and the right kind of fit on her swimsuit. That's how you make them look more ample in clothing. Gotcha. And if she's just an idiot that thought she could exercise them, that I can live with. She's like 20. Fair enough if you think you could... Mad- oh, she'll be about 18. She's going off to college next year or some shit. Or one of them are. Yeah, she was talking about... Oh, uh, so creepy. Yeah, uh, another thing. How many campfires on the beach have you guys had? Because I see it in every horror film. Um... I've personally been to zero campfires on the beach. Most of the time, whenever... Because we're, we're landlocked, um, other than, like, lake yeah. scenarios. And generally, you don't want to do campfires there. The only time we've been, like, coastal beaches, we just hang out in the dark with our friends. <laughs> I don't doubt that it's a real thing that happens. But, yeah, I'm not, not personally experienced maybe, it. Maybe... It's better for us to answer that because we we're a very small island. <laughs> We've probably been to the beach more than I've done campfire stuff. Yeah, oh there you go on the beach. Apparently, it's a genuine thing. I, right. I've got fucking nutty pagan parents who fucking sacrifice goats, run around with little <laughs> flower crowns and shit. But yeah, I've had nuts like that. Uh, no, yeah. I, I mean I like that scene. Everything at the start was really good. The whole like building up towards the uh, death with the driving thing. It, it's so much better than so many other slashes to set up yeah. all the characters. It, and it really is because you think like, because Barry is a drunken asshole and acting like he's not going to let anybody drive his car. So I even forgot for a minute he wasn't the one driving. And I was like, this is fucking irresponsible. Um, but it, it still is his fault that they wreck. Yeah, because he's just like uh, spill shit all over the place, and then he's like acting like an asshole in the car through the sunroof. He put, that guy played a drunk asshole really well, by the way, because I feel he like did. I've seen that guy many times before. Yeah, I've denied my car to that guy many times. I'm like, I'll call you an Uber, man. Yeah. You're not getting anywhere near me. <laughs> like going into acting and shit. Talking about the other lot of them, I was Sarah, Schmitt. Sarah Michelle Geller, obviously really good. In I, um, I think gonna say with sarah michelle geller i'm really impressed because i'm on a buffy rewatch right now i didn't even think buffy the whole time i just saw her as this character i yeah i think it was the first season of buffy they did in the same year like 1997 yeah Uh, yeah no it was the same year clearly because she'd have turned this fucking role down if she'd have been an actual buffy she actually auditioned for julie originally and jennifer love hewitt auditioned for helen I, that that's one thing that 
I kind of know me a bit. I always felt that it might have just been Sarah Michelle Gellar, but Helen, the character, was so much more interesting than Julie. Julie was a fucking, like, the standard brunette end girl, you know. Tedious as shit. Just failing a course because of uh, the whole murder thing. Didn't have the sister, didn't have the dad that didn't give a shit, the job, New York and stuff. So much work went into Sarah Michelle Gellar's character. Fuck all went into Julie. It seemed like she had less personality than everyone else in the film. It, it, It might have just been the writing part of it, but it was... I don't know. I felt I got less from her than I did from watching everyone else. Like, again... I think okay. her, her thing was like, uh, she, uh, well, I mean, maybe I'm just looking too much into it, but I think she was just mostly depressed. Like, it had more of an impact on her than the rest of the characters. And I, I guess, like, if you're going to be depressed, because she was like, she showed all the signs of it. She was, like, doing poorly in school. She, uh, everybody was telling her she looked like shit, and she wasn't really eating. Her wispy, ga- her wispy bangs became even wispier and greasier. Yeah, exactly. So uh, she, I think that it was just mostly like, she was yeah. just ready to like be shown to like have more of an impact yeah, on like, her. But they, they they didn't give the character anything to work with. It was all yeah. contextual. And her mom was also kind of a piece of shit because she was like, but your dad's turning over in his grave. Like, damn. Yeah, that That's was That's a rough. low blow just because she's not doing well her first year of college. First semester, she get yeah. Kicked out or something. To be fair, she has yeah, to give school or some shit. They mentioned scholarship, and if I'm surprised, like, if she was still there on scholarship, then she would have lost it if her grades were that low. That fast? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you have to but keep it up. I think with my scholarship, I had to keep it at, like, a 2.9 or higher. Okay. So. So, did do you guys have, like, your parents told what the fucking uh, grades you were getting were? Uh, not in college, no. no. How the fuck did she know that there was all this shit about, oh, she's going to get kicked out, she's going to do this and that? To be fair, I think if you're going to get kicked out, they'll probably call your parents, be like, hey, just warning you, your daughter might be back home at some point. Nah. I, when yeah. I was in uni, they, they didn't fucking deal with my parents. I gave them every number I had. All went yeah, through like fucking that's the, that's the thing. If she was there on scholarship, she's an adult. There was no reason for them to be talking to her mom at all, unless she decide unless she signed some kind of like waiver or something. And even then, most of the time, um, colleges are just like, "No, you're an adult. Fucking deal with your own shit." You yeah. know. But I thought it was great when uh, she gets the letter. And it says, I know what you did last summer, but there's an exclamation point, and I feel like it takes away some of the menace. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it does a little bit. Like, you expect to see some, like, funny Polaroids from the beach or something. Yeah. I know what you did last summer. Hey. <laughs> just like Comic Sans done, done, done kind of thing just underneath. Yeah, a little more casual. After they uh, basically hit the guy and decided, hey, we're going to hide the body. Was it just me that was getting, like, creep vibes from Howard from Big Bang Theory? No, he's definitely a shitty. Yeah. Like, he's classic kind of nice guy. Yeah, like, he's the nice guy. Because yeah. he was like, I've been friends with you for so long, Julie. Come suck my dick. Like, Which, yeah, I mean, he's, yeah. he's the <laughs> nice guy that wants something. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, like, he's real shitty, he's, and then, like, there's one point where he's talking to Ray because Ray isn't 
privileged like the other three are. And he's like, you've almost got that rich boy act down. And it's like, Max, you've been hanging out with Julie too. So yeah. what is what is your deal? Yeah, it, it, just when he turned up in the pickup truck after like the fight and the awkward pickup line and all that, it, it was just like, did you follow us? Like, why would you be driving down this? He probably did this long ass road that no one else drives down. You know, that's a good point. There was like no traffic at all besides him after the campfire. So he, he must have been like just keeping an eye on them in the bushes while they were on the beach, just with little, some binoculars. Oh, uh, the best part of the the film. Well, I say best part. It was the cringiest. Um, Freddie says, uh, like half. Uh, like fifty percent of all relationships that work out end up being the childhood sweetheart sweethearts. She asks for his sources and then he looks at his dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's bullshit. Because high school yeah. sweethearts don't fucking work. No. I mean, my mum and dad, but whatever. Uh, blatantly, oh. it's like eight percent of them. It so fucking rarely works out. It doesn't help that Freddie Prince Jr.'s channeling it in a fucking villain's head. God, was he awful through this. Yeah, I think of the four, he probably was the weakest for me, honestly. Yeah, and he gets the least screen time out of them too, so I guess it's kind of, it works. He's stilted as fuck, it doesn't work at all. He's got this like breathy fucking end to him, like a valley girl. <laughs> it's It's just dreadful. I don't. I've not seen him in much, to be fair. I mean, I've seen him in Scooby Doo, where he played um, Fred alongside Daphne. I saw him. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. In some movie and... at work where he was like some baseball player, but he's a piece of shit, and he's a poor kid trying to hang out with the rich kids in that too. Huh. I forget what the name of it is. It was a terrible. I know movie. He was in a. It was in another romance film, fucking in the nineties, a big one. I've heard of the only oh, other uh, thing I've seen him and he did yeah. do a... that's the one yeah I'm thinking of. he played a fucking nice guy like friends I think no, that's the thing. Jock that turned out to that ended up being the nice guy only other thing I've seen him in or heard him in I should say is um video game Dragon Age Inquisition he's in that where he plays like a buff warrior yeah he plays um Iron Bull that's weird just the voice and he's fucking great in it uh, he's, he's got a proper like emote in it and a whole um you know, uh, storyline he goes through. He's great. He's been doing a lot I, of. I feel like it might just recently. be more. Yeah, I mean, I think he like had kids with Sarah Michelle Gellar, and they've just said fuck acting and sodded off and done voice and commercials and shit. Yeah, pretty much. Since then, uh, which I'm oh, fair enough. But he's terrible in this. I don't know what the fuck Sarah Michelle Gellar saw in him. He probably gave the same speech that he gave to. Uh, he just looked to, down at his dad. Yeah, that guy can barely speak. He's a. Fucking I mean, the to one, be fair, clearly. <laughs> neither can we, and we do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't say we're qualified to sleep with Sarah Michelle Geller either. Yeah, that's fair. But I, I back to the point. <laughs> um, can everyone was convincingly what they were? Um, like obviously, Sarah Michelle Geller was airy beauty queen sort of thing, whereas. I can't remember his name, but I've just called him Blonde Twat. Very convincingly a Blonde Twat. Yeah, he's um he gets like almost comically aggressive whenever they're like trying to get rid of the body, like how he's just screaming at the top of his lungs yeah. at everybody and grabbing her. And he's shit. definitely on some PEDs. 
Yeah, he's he, he might have done like a line of coke or something there too, which that could have explained some of his behavior. But, you know, I just thought it was a little bit over the top. He's also like, he's one of those like rich kid assholes who's never had to face real consequences. And that was the moment where he was like, I might actually have some consequences here. Yeah. So I think that was a bit of a wake up call for him. Well, not really. I wake up call is too strong a term for it because he's still is a piece of shit and doesn't really change his behavior. It was a moment for him to be like, oh, I actually fucked up in a way that money won't 100% fix. Uh, 100%. That's not how things work. 99% fix. You can buy your things. But there's always a little smear Mm -mm. there. No, I think, especially if you're rich, you can pretty much get your way out of anything. Oh, Reginald, Reginald, he'll have to pick me up from the jail cell. Such a pain in the ass. The tuxedo will need to be pressed. Reginald. Bring the second car. We don't want to get noticed. <laughs> yeah, I'm not rich, but I'm pretty sure that's exactly how that goes. It was he in a fucking mansion when they yeah. came yeah. back to see him like the year after. Yeah, that house is crazy. Uh, I quite enjoyed. It's going nuts, to be fair. I, I said everything like the first 30 minutes is perfect. It's like a proper like 9 out of 10. It's, it's amazing. Uh, and he's all acting and going nuts and Sarah Michelle Gellar kind of taking charge a little bit and everyone kind of backing out, jumping back in, uh, except for Jennifer Love Hewitt who kind of just sits in a corner crying. What a pussy. <laughs> yeah, my only problem with that is she was convinced, well, she was literally the... I've forgotten the name of it, but she was like the moral. There we go, the moral like high ground in that group. And at the at a point, she kind of had Ray kind of. Oh, oh sorry, Freddie, as I'll keep affectionately naming him, um, on her level up until they're like, yeah, but we won't convincingly get away with this. And then he instantly jumped off for the moral low ground and was like, yeah, let's just hide the body. It's not, he's already dead. No one cares. And then, I don't know, it just just to have her go along with it just because she was there. I mean, she could have just walked off, really. I mean, she, eventually, uh, Howard would have found her and just be like, yeah, take me to the police station, please. Yeah, I, I don't know. This is probably, like, a little bit of a weak way for them to... For this movie to turn where they're just like they convince her to go along with it they basically yeah. try and act like they're gonna um barry's just like very threatening and amped up towards her and she's just like yeah whatever yeah but know. would you really keep that like would you really no. keep a pinky promise like does a, a federal crime pinky promise uh which one do i want to break yeah, Fuck this is why teenagers problems, yeah. are the fucking worst. I, yeah, I've actually read I that. say it quite often, but teenagers suck. I do have a little bit of a bad blood alert with Barry at this moment because um, they put the fake blood on him after he gets splattered by the guy on the road. And it just, as it dries, it gets lighter and lighter instead of where it would get darker and darker because the fake blood is like drying out and just leaving the dye on his face it's a little bit distracting to me not the worst fake blood i've seen but not the best too fucking blind to know if she's doing competent to see any blood drying 
Yeah, I think <laughs> at this point I'd lost all interest in the film, so I wasn't really so paying that it, much attention. This was fine. That fast. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 it got to the point where I was taking timestamp notes for everything that happened, so if that's any indication. You're actually putting in an effort. That's travesty. <laughs> if you mean putting in an effort was... I had to do it... Well, I felt... Well, I wanted to be a part of this podcast, so I was like, okay, I best put some effort in. (laughs) (laughs) I've got the monopoly on being morons on our own. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the bar's pretty low, so we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Going through acting-wise, like when they, um, obviously, they take the corpse out, it's really good, the whole bit on the road. Everything, you know, perfectly, yeah, strings along. Where they move the corpse, they... Yeah, I, I really actually like the cover they, that they had there of him like throwing up over the guardrail. Thought that was yeah. really clever. I, mean, I thought she was gonna like it's a nineties film and it's like a slasher thing. I thought she was gonna like kiss the guy and tell him to wait for her or some shit. I mean, technically, my, my she way. did tell the truth. She said, you know, Barry's just way too drunk. Yeah, I guess that's true. Ray was a piece of shit this whole time too because he kept referring to the guy as it. I hit it. I didn't see it. <laughs> he just he didn't want to believe it. I feel like that's more. Yeah, self-denial. The being a piece of shit. I, it's yeah. kind of going, I didn't hit anything, I didn't hit him. If I don't think he's human, then I can pretend I didn't do anything wrong. He said it even after they saw his body on the road. I will say, I had the, I would have had the benefit of the doubt at first when they found the boot because people are shitty and litter all the time. Like It's conceivable that a boot could have just been left at the side of the road. Yeah. We see that stuff all the time. Also, why is it always a shoe that falls off when somebody gets it? Yeah, are these people not wearing well-fitting shoes? Yeah, I don't understand. Well, yeah, they kind of move up to the body and have a look, and his face is, like, completely messed up, right? Yeah. And, and here's like, another problem I have with this. The... I think we have the same problem. Like, at Possibly. the end... Yeah. How it's an, a much older man who doesn't have much facial scarring compared yeah. to the decently younger looking guy with a very fucked up face. Yeah. Yeah. Same Entirely thing. for the audience, so you don't figure out. I say figure out, there's nothing to figure out because you've got no fucking chance. I mean, they do that, um, they do that in Sleepaway Camp. At one point where Angela's in the doorway, but they actually had the actor who plays her cousin stand in the doorway. Because it was meant to, like, have that silhouette and throw the audience off. Except then when the high definition re-releases yeah, came out, you could him. tell it was him. I'm trying to, if that's the, um, oh, with, uh, God, what's her name? It's it's the, the one with the penis thing at the end, isn't it? Felicia Rose. Yeah, Felicia Rose. Yeah. Great film. Still haven't found a student that did the penis model for that, I think. Do what? They still haven't found, like, they did out of a model at the end. Yeah, it was just some random guy and he didn't want credit and nobody's ever been able to locate who exactly it is. He didn't want want to do it. He got drunk and then I think he regretted it, like, immediately. He said, like, he was almost in tears. I mean, to be fair, being the penis model for, what, a 13-year-old girl? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're dumping him in the water, and, oh, he's still alive, and he's grabbing Sarah Michelle Gellar's tacky fucking crown. Yeah. That thing was just... How quickly I, like, Jennifer Like, if it's going in the water, I'm just like, you know what, whatever. 
But yeah. like, yeah, we've checked for a pulse. His his convin- yeah, his gun. Then he wakes up, grabs the crown, and they push him into the water. <laughs> How quickly they all went from it's a body, yeah. it's a real shame, it's really sad, yeah. it's a tragedy. It, Let's put the body away, not to affect us. To kill it with fire, kill it with fire. He's like conscious during this, but he doesn't like want to just speak up and be like, "Hey guys, I'm actually alive." I'm not dead yet. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, I thought it was really strange. To be fair, he, from the state of his face, his lips might have been good, and they just went, ah, we'll just get someone in to do the last bit. <laughs> they could have just, like, even if his mouth is all messed up, just go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Barry had kicked his head in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right? Woke up. Which would have been perfectly fine because Barry wasn't likable anyway. Yeah, yeah, I think it would have been real. It would have been real easy for everybody to just turn on Barry. He was not keen on making friends. Yeah, um, I have read though that the, um, some people like suspect that he was able to track them down because of the crown. Because I mean, it's like a small town, and you know who the previous year's queen is going to be of the pageant. So you're able to like, you yeah, know, start from there, and then like actually find out who may have been responsible. Yeah, I mean, they make a point to hammer in that Helen has to be there for all the publicity of the pageant the next year. Or so yeah, so it makes sense like that. He's actually able to like find out who it is exactly and track them yeah, down at and, least. And I think four friends after you know that there's four people around you four friends like kind of losing interest and going their separate ways from each other kind of levels that out as well it's like oh well it might just be them four i did like how they like all kind of split up though after they went on like a like a flash forwards like a whole year and they're now like you know in college or doing whatever they want and kind of shows how like these people naturally drift apart I mean, yeah. and that's kind of not an unexpected trauma response, too. Yeah, that's just something that happens. Yeah. I mean, that could have happened anyway, just them being kids and growing up and doing their own things, but especially given what they went through. Yeah. I wrote down, I'm glad to see that they finally hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> that they openly hate each other. I suspect yeah. there was some some tension there to begin with. To be fair... Blunt twat, still not learning his name. Uh, he kind of deserved that hate. He was convincingly a dick in my eyes. So, oh yeah, Good for sure, him. he definitely had it coming. Oh, Freddie Prince Jr. still like channeling, then uh, fucking John Gillack Max, lustfully keeping an eye on um, Julie for the whole of it. Poor guy. Yeah, um, and it's kind of weird that he's like one of the first ones to die too. Um, yeah. I, like, I guess I understand that. Well, actually, I don't really understand that they need to like give him like more of like a menacing vibe, so they have to kill him. But like, he didn't. He was completely innocent. Like, yeah, I, he may have just like driven by, but like he didn't. There's no way of him to like actually know what was going down that day. Eh, I mean, he's a shitty person, so no great loss. But he's not. Yeah, but I mean, there's no real like logical reason for this guy to yeah. target him. In in my head. I was like, okay, so you're going to get revenge on your possible manslaughter by causing more horrific, innocent people to get murdered? Yeah, not only him, but um, like that cop later, too. Yeah, and uh, uh, Beauty Queen's sister. Oh, yeah. Well, she actually was kind of a piece of shit, too. Yeah, she was a piece of shit, too. But I mean, I mean technically, I think the cop I wasn't think... super nice, either. 
Yeah. True. Convincingly, everyone in this town is a shithead. Yeah. I don't think you you go into a town like, oh, is this a town for dicks? Yeah, I'll stay here. That's every small town. True. Yeah. Beyond all that, fucking um, possibly implicating yourself in several murders before the whole thing gets blown up and you get to kill the people you actually need to kill. It's a lucky you know, thing it's... that the killer in this film seems to be the fucking Flash or have that hot fuzz <laughs> yeah. style, a load of accomplices, <laughs> greater good style, being able to run away from uh, each point. Yeah. Because otherwise it'd be fucked. That, that's the other thing that really annoyed me. The whole, is he supernatural, is he not? Clearly fucking is. Because he can fucking magic crabs. He can teleport slightly further in an alleyway. The shittest superpowers imaginable, but he's clearly still supernatural. So have you seen um, Wesley Vernon? Have not. Oh man, I recommend it because it kind of... Uh... It's like another it, meta, like slasher it movie. It pokes fun at the tropes. Yeah, especially this one right here, like the whole like appearing and disappearing. Um, yeah, it's kind of like it's a mockumentary where they're like trying to ex- like basically he's explaining the mythos behind the tropes. Like yeah, and like yeah, kind you of gotta work on your cardio because you gotta be able to go really fast without looking like you're going really fast. Yeah, well, it's just like going for the fifty laws of Zombieland. Yeah, it must be like. Oh, I'm not in sight. Let's let's dash. Oh no, I'm being seen. Let's just take a slow pace walk. No, I'm in. I'm not seen again. Let's dash. Also, he seemed to have no lasting injuries from being hit by a fucking car. Yeah, at full speed. I mean, yeah. it happened once. You just get immune to it after that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, was it homeopathy? You just take a bit of the car and you get yeah. used to it eventually, <laughs> bit by bit. You just walk that shit off. Now you're okay. Some essential oils. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he he kills he kills Howard, and then later on in the film, he stuffs uh, stuffs Howard in um, lawyer's trunk. Yeah. Which um, that was confusing because her roommate dropped her off for yeah. the summer. I assume she took her mum's car or something. Maybe. I don't know. I was confused by that whole little. Like, it was really just meant to show that she didn't want to go home and her roommate was forcing her to. So she drops her off, but she doesn't even get her bag out of the car. Like, I didn't it, even notice any of this. Yeah, no, it was very um, kind of like an afterthought of like, okay, how do we convey that she didn't want to come home? Which was pointless anyway, because her mom gives that whole, like, your dead dad is disappointed in you and you never come and visit. Like, that was all right there. And you look like yeah. shit. And you That's look like shit. That's why I don't come home, motherfuckers. but yeah he gets stuffed in the trunk of her car with a load of crabs and then like like kieran said she goes to run into a house to call someone's like hey look in my trunk and then during that maybe five minutes while she's gone he has removed the body the crabs and literally every bit of evidence that crabs were in there Seeing as they're like, you know, like bottom of the ocean kind of dwellers, they should have like bits of like little bit of shit on them. So they could be like, oh, here's a piece of seaweed. He must have like meticulously gone through that boot with like a small vacuum. I'm saying like Californian Pied Piper. 
Just getting that little flute and having the crabs yeah. following along. And it's the middle of the day, so someone's driving past and like, oh, he's got a body, that's cool. Just running away with a load of crabs in his hand. Well, like, the body would have also been, like, leaking stuff, as yeah. bodies do. Yeah, I didn't notice a tarp underneath him or anything, so... So I read something, and I don't believe this at all, because it's just fucking stupid. Um, but apparently the, uh, the whatever, the mannequin that they made of Johnny Galecki was apparent, like, according to this behind-the-scenes bit, uh, it was so realistic that Jennifer Love Hewitt became actually upset and wouldn't calm down until she talked to Johnny Galecki on the phone, and he told her that he was all right, but, like, fucking obviously, like, they didn't kill yeah. him for the movie. I, I noticed these, um, these little dummies, um, a couple of times, and every single time that I saw them, I was like, wow, that looks really bad. Like, it doesn't look like a real person at all. Yeah. Like, the ones that you see at the end of the film, I'm like, are those supposed to be the the kid? No. It looked nothing yeah. like them. The one that was supposed to be uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar's character at the end didn't look like her at all. Yeah, it was terrible. But the only time I can remember that ever happening, like, if a public thing rather than a cast thing... Fucking Cannibal Holocaust, they, the cast of that had to be shown up to whether uh, they were still alive or the director was going to get prosecuted. But it's the whole mockumentary style kind of thing. Uh, yeah, that, that one's fair though, because they did actually like do yeah, some shady They shit looked like they died. That. <laughs> it's the diff- they actually looked, and that was like the 80s on a lower budget. Uh, yeah. Also, no one reported Howard missing. Nobody <laughs> loved him. <laughs> no one liked him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, fair enough. But if you work on like a fishing boat or like a fishing port, someone's gonna notice you're not at work. Maybe. Oh, maybe he fell overboard. Oh, maybe we should call Coast Guard or something. <laughs> nah, fuck him. It's only Howard. Apparently, they're used to it because that's how they said they found David Egan's body was in a shrimp net, and then at the end of the movie, they're like, ah. Uh, yeah, well, Ben's yeah. body will show up in a net. It's fine. They're just used to fishing people's bodies out with fishing nets. Yeah, they don't even have a search and rescue team in this town. It's just they let the fishermen do it. They have that one cop that is clearly not competent. <laughs> what was it that she called him? Like Mayberry reject ass. Yeah, something Mayberry reject ass. <laughs> yeah, you Mayberry reject ass wannabe hit cop or something like that. Yeah, something like that. So I'm just a bit annoyed about that Jennifer Love Hewitt trivia. That, that sort of pisses me off of how... Who thought that she's generally stupid enough to think that the director killed him? That they came up with to try and make it sound like their effects were so convincing, but it's just... It's just dumb. Yeah. I, it it may... To believe that, you have to believe she's such an idiot that she thinks the director actually killed the guy. <laughs> She's like, this is not in my contract. To be fair, if I was in a film this bad, I'd be like, yeah, just kill me. I see the Big Bang Theory actually deserves to be killed. Exactly. (laughs) It's fucking like, what is that? Go Um, back in time and kill Hitler. Go back in time, kill Johnny Galecki. So Big Bang Theory doesn't occur. Oh, God. I, I understand bits of this film, but when the person is alone in a shower... No weapons, no nothing. The killer just goes in, puts a note in the locker, and he's like, "Yeah, I could, I could have an easy kill, but you know, what does that send a message? 
I kind of yes. like that because I, like I feel like that does kind of like send a message like he's he could fuck if, with him, but and he is he fucking with him, him. If he killed him, I think that would have been a bigger message than to his friends. Oh, he's dead, and he was the I don't know the punchy, tough guy, dickhead that probably would have been fighting at the end of this, but no, he's he's dead. So I truly forgot that he didn't die when he got hit by the car because I was just like, you know what, that's poetic yeah. justice. Um, I kind of like that though because like it is, it's sending a message and like this, that scene. Whenever I watched it as a kid, always kind of stuck with me because I always thought it was really strange how he gets up of the car and then just stands over him, and I love that shot of him just like standing over top of him and it just zooms in. And it just fades to black. I'm just picturing him like bending down and kissing him on the forehead. <laughs> I just like he, I like how ambiguous it is because like he, he could have easily. Like, doesn't he start like pounding him in the face? Like like uh, that sounds wrong. Um, <laughs> not, like, punching him in the face. No, no. He just stands over top of him, and then he just uh, it just fades to black, and then he... like you're supposed to think that he is supposed to be dead, but then it cuts to him in the hospital. And Barry's sitting there, and he's like, "We didn't mean it." And I was like, "How do you not mean murder?" Because it went from manslaughter to straight up murder. Yeah, pushing like, him into the water. You you had yeah. a lot of intentionality in what you did, bro. We I mean, he mean could have broken dog. legs. He can swim. <laughs> but you know. Uh, yeah, he's in the hospital, he's stuck up to IVs and stuff like that, and they're still listening to him going, don't go to the police. I'd be like, um, you're, you're bed bound, I'm, I'm just gonna go. Sorry, it's three versus one, we're going. Maybe that's just me. I think I'm with him on the police thing, or at least I can see that the characters won't want to go. Is it yeah, after, still an entire... after a year, after a that's not. There's that's no not statute for murder. That, that's just murder. There's no yeah. statute for murder or manslaughter. If you've fucking done it, that's it. You're you're screwed for life. Yeah. And if you've I made a if pig, you, if you physically hide the body, that's like technically is that murder now? Uh, like, well, because um, they weren't hiding well, the body, they, saw... they were creating a body at that point because he was still alive, and then they choose to push him in the water yeah. and assume that he drowns. So, I mean, even if he had been dead, that's still, like, evidence tampering, hiding, like, yeah. covering a crime or something. It's just, there's a bunch of... Ch- I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. They don't necessarily need to disclose that stuff, though. I mean, they don't even disclose any of that information at the end whenever... Like, literally all you need to tell them is there's somebody trying to kill us and we don't know why. Like... I understand, like, having, like, a guilty conscience and, you know, maybe feeling like you should, but at this point, I don't know. I think that I would have just said, you know, there's just some guy trying to kill us. Okay, but I'm going to say, at the end, when uh, Julie and Ray are sitting there talking, and she's like, so we didn't actually kill anybody. And he's like, yeah, a whole year of feeling guilty over nothing. Like, no, you should still feel guilty about the terrible things you (laughs) did. Just yeah. because no, just because you're bad at murder doesn't mean you didn't attempt murder. It's always that classic thing: why is attempted murder given less time than actual murder? Just because you shit at it, should you get less time in jail? Fucking useless. All the way through the year. Don't even kill him. Then they shit at murdering twice when they yeah. try to do it again. I will say, 
this film had the one jump scare that's actually got me. The ending. It wasn't one a good, no, it wasn't shower. a good jump scare. Um, it was when they go to uh, who they suspect the killer is. They go to uh, his sister's house. Missy. They, they do all that, yeah. And then they go out back to the car, and she just slams on the window, saying, "Oh yeah, I knew you were talking about that." Yeah, that yeah. that genuinely shit me up because at that point I was looking at my phone, and then something just went <laughs> bang, and I was like, "Oh shit!" It was a needlessly aggressive way to return cigarettes. Yeah, <laughs> I think she was kind of suspicious of them at that point, though, which rightfully so because their car is like suddenly working, and you know I would be a little bit frustrated about that too. So I'm gonna. Be a little bit aggressive about it. Also, but, you know, her being suspicious is still dumb because when they're in the house, they're like, do you live alone? And she said, yes. And you never, ever, 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 ever tell strangers if you're alone. No, you just, yep, nope. I've got lots of friends and family that would notice me if I'm gone. My dad's on his way home. And so is, uh, you know, this person and that person. I've got a roommate. I've got to work in 20 minutes. Like, no, you don't give somebody an excuse to be like, oh, cool. So you, you live alone. Your whole family's dead, and if we murdered you, nobody would find you out here for weeks. Unless you're going to be the killer. I mean, she has killer energy all over her. She could, you know, they could just be her victims instead. She was just a tiny little sad girl. Yeah, but... It's not something you want to fucking risk, is it? Rather than going, I'm alone, here's my social security number, there's my valuables. To be fair, I'm dumb enough that I'd just be like, yeah, I live alone. Oh, shit. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'll just, take it back now. Like, especially, um, like, women were taught never to be like, yeah, I, I live alone. Yeah. Like, no, it's it's always lie. Never give people an excuse to think that you're vulnerable. The scenes uh, themselves, though, like, acting-wise, were really good with Melissa. Or at least the first one I really enjoyed, where they went to go visit her. Uh, yeah, she, she plays somebody that's kind of... Tense very well. Yeah. Played by Anne Haish, I think the name. Mm. Who Didn't I only know. The only place I know is from a Saturday Night Live gig. Uh, Celebrity Jeopardy. Which is oh. played by Rachel McAdams as a weirdo who believed in alien magic. <laughs> Fuck knows if that's real. You know the uh, old Sean Connery stuff with um, Will Ferrell. Yeah. Was it the same one? Yeah, that thing. Uh, Anne Heche. Fucking actress, apparently mental in real life. But she does a really good job playing a slightly um, reclusive... Yeah, she kind of gives off that energy in this, too. So I I wouldn't be too surprised, honestly, if that was the truth. To be fair, she'd been through some shit, you know? Yeah. I just... I like the conversation after this, where they're like, what happened to us? And my instant snarky dickhead brain went well you you murdered someone and covered it up so that's what happened you kind of grew apart because of that uh, I think Helen was just like sad because her life wasn't turning out the way it was supposed to yeah hers was the most sad of everybody like yeah. there's no shame in being like a failed actress in, in New York of all places like why would you go to New York to well, be an actor well she didn't try that hard if she's already back and been working at the store yeah she didn't but, even give it a year yeah she already seemed so broken like I don't understand maybe some shit went down up in New York <laughs> she got rejected on her first audition yeah I, like, I can't do this anymore I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna pour like a quarter of a can of coke into a glass and then <laughs> leave the rest sitting on the counter 
I like this scene though. Um, so I, I like how, um, like he just like sneaks into the house and then goes upstairs into her closet while everybody is just like casually going about their way inside the house because I don't know, there's just something creepy about somebody just like, I don't know, wandering around your home while you're there and you're completely unaware. I thought there was something real nice, a nice little Easter egg. They had ice skates up on Helen's wall and Sarah Michelle Geller actually uh, did a lot of figure skating. That is interesting. Oh, oh, I guess she probably has some influence on the uh, the set. I don't know only, how much influence she has. Only note that I've got for that is the creeper is better than R. Kelly because they were both trapped in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that's a risque joke. You might want to cut that one out. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I um, I, I took a drawing class in college, and uh, there were long classes. And I remember our professor put on that entire album of like the whole closet. Yeah, so we listened to that an entire day. It was it's a trip. Me and my roommate used to sing that to Scout because Scout would climb into our closets and like hide in the wall and not come out. <laughs> <laughs> the only one I know is that we had listened to the Lady Gaga track "Do What You Want with My Body" with R. Kelly, the most uh. inappropriately <laughs> named track of all time. That is unfortunate. So you guys have an issue with this scene about how he just like uh, sneaks in and hides in the closet? You don't find that I this is like effective? Comes partially with the supernatural sub, I can like excuse it, because it is pretty fucking cool, the idea of someone running around the house. Uh, but yeah, I, how the fuck do you manage to open a door, perfectly time it, to get in the closet, stay there all night like a creepy fucking bastard staring through the blinds? Yeah. And he like turned over the landings if it hit the wrong room for me it was more the fact like yeah it, it it's not as hollywood as what this version of it would be but if you've got someone asleep in a bed 10 feet away from you and you plan on murdering them wouldn't it be just easier quicker and smarter for you to just kill them now with without the fight instead of writing soon on on a mirror in lipstick in the dark and then cutting her hair while she's asleep with scissors oh girl's hair see that's part of it for me though like i uh i appreciate that he's messing with them at this point because um i mean he could just kill them right away and then be done with it but i think that he really wants to just kind of mess with them he's He's going after like everything that they value most. So her, it's her hair. Um, with uh, Barry, it was his car and his jacket, I, I guess. I get that. But it's found out later in the film that, spoiler, uh, the, the, the murderer is the father of... Oh, this is going to be a long description. Uh, father of the daughter of the person that's married to the brother-in-law of the sister that they go talk to yeah um yeah that's such I, I a spot on short that out and shorten that but basically he finished him with a much more personal motive quicker than he's done with these guys i i didn't see him cutting off his hair or standing in his closet writing soon 
Well, you never it, know. It, it, it might have happened. It might have been what made him so depressed that's, that yeah. he's stand, sitting on the cliff. It could have been just a year of watching your father-in-law from the closet just waving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that he cares a lot more about himself than he cared about his daughter. I think he went after the daughter's fiance because of, you know, a sense of like, I got to do right by my girl. I'm going to kill her. But then it was like actually personal for him when he was hit by a car. Yeah. I mean, more, I think, tossed into the water while clearly still alive. Hit yeah, that was, you know, salt in the wound. It. Salt water in the wound. Oh my god. Hey! <laughs> Awake with the fishes. I don't know, it, it was just something that I I found very touchy for me. I was like, I'm not a murderer, obviously. I I I don't know why I have to feel like I have to preface preface. It's almost a little yeah. bit suspicious. <laughs> how, how many times you have to be like, I'm not a murderer, guys. I promise. Definitely not a murderer. But if I was, <laughs> yeah. But if I was, I'd I'd want to get my like shit over fairly quickly. Little mess, you know. Just go. I mean, I'd, I'd go a step further to be like in the other direction. I don't think he cut her hair enough. Oh yeah, he's shaveable. I, mean, oh, yeah, fucking, yeah. I don't know if it was just Sarah Michelle Gellar going, you're not cutting my hair that badly. I need to have it look yeah. good. She still yeah, looks to be fucking fair, good. When she went to the pageant, I don't know if she was wearing a wig. I doubt it. But she I thought it was a wig. Fine. It looked like a wig at the beginning, honestly. It looked like her natural hair after the cut. Which, he cut her hair, but he didn't butcher it badly enough that they couldn't fix it. So... Was he really making that much of a point? I thought that it was a wig. Like, I thought that... Because she's hiding her hair and like by wearing a cap later on, like, whenever um, they find... Uh, or she finds uh, Max's body in the trunk. Her hair looks way different when it's longer. Like, it's a lot thicker. It looks a little bit more synthetic and too perfect in some ways. And it looks a lot closer to how it does in the first season of Buffy after the cut. It's not quite as thick and puffed up, and it hangs a little bit more naturally. Okay. I tried to look up if she was wearing a wig, but it just, the internet gave me all kinds of weird things. It. And that might be actually. Does Sarah Michelle Geller wear wigs? We don't know. (laughs) But if you're going to fucking do it, you wouldn't just like cut haphazardly. I'd go for like a Keith Flint look, you know, from The Prodigy. Fire yeah. starter, just cut straight down Mohawk. either side. Yeah, mohawk kind of thing. Just make it look fucking awful. Give her like a reverse mohawk, like just shave, just shave her eyebrows. Down the be right. <laughs> Everyone looks weird without eyebrows unless you tattoo them back on. Well, even then they look weird. But yeah, yeah, especially then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was just something that was f- weird for me. That whole. I'm going to sit in the closet, watch this girl undress and get into bed, watch her family hate her, and then when everyone's gone to sleep. Her sister is just, like, needlessly cruel. Like, she was like, I want you in the store by 10. Dad put me in charge. And she's like, dude, you know I can't do that. Yeah. She's like, I'm in charge. I can make you do it. And she's like, yeah, no. She's like a cop. (laughs) Like, the minute she got, like, a little bit of power, like, she powered her retard. Yeah, but it's believable. Yeah, to be fair, I I know people like that. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just I don't understand why she hates her sister so much because like even at the very beginning they're just like at each other. I, yeah, maybe, she's like, "Is Miss Croker gonna get sautéed tonight?" Yeah. Ew. Gross. Yeah, it, it, it it might have been just like, oh, she's a beauty queen, I'm not. Maybe 
maybe that's the kind of angle they were hoping to go for and it just didn't go anywhere. It didn't seem like yeah, they were doing it. It didn't really translate, but yeah. I could see how that could be what they were doing. I think it went all right, to be fair. They had that kind of... The, the bit at the start with the... Not... Yeah, jealousy. It was just jealousy outright. Which uh, is trying confusing because Elsa's thing. like... She's really pretty. She looks a lot like Sarah Michelle Gellar, yeah, the person like, they cast for. She just, I, well, you know, isn't into for, the whole what? beauty pageant thing. Maybe she maybe she entered the pageant five years ago. Well, now we're getting backstory. We're getting deep Ooh. now. <laughs> oh, she's pretty. Well, what's the whole Jim Jeffries fucking routine where you've got a standard five out of ten girl and then you've got the LA five out of ten girl, the Hollywood five out of ten. And she's like, you know, a Hollywood six out of ten. She's fucking That's dynamite, true. but... She had glasses LA. on, so we're, we're, we're meant to understand that she's ugly. Yeah. That's <laughs> LA, she's repulsive. Meant to be, at least. Mm. Uh, I mean, it works fine, like Ice Queen-style Elsa. Hey, unintentional, <laughs> that one. She needs to just let it go. God damn I love fish puns. And her death's pretty fucking satisfying later in the film. Yeah. And she's a complete bitch during that as well. I'm being yeah, attacked. Yeah, like she I'm wasn't taking it seriously. Oh. Like she's like, I'm being attacked. Go lock the door. And she's like, <sighs> yeah. So uh, in a way, you know, if she had yeah. just acted so, with a little more haste. Someone's panicky, uh, panically uh, slamming at the door, like, let me in. There's someone behind me. Hurry up. And she's like, I uh, forgot my keys. Hold on. He's like close enough to the where you should be able to yeah. spot him right there. And she's, and she's a small girl. You can see over her shoulder and like, oh, there's a dude yeah. with a fucking rain mac on and a hook. <laughs> and I don't understand how these doors are locked from the inside. Like, she's having to like go and grab the, like everything's locked except like the back door apparently. Which I don't understand why the front door is locked but the back door isn't. Yeah, I feel like I would have locked the back door first. I granted I'm just paranoid, so like if I'm alone in the store at night, the first thing I'm doing is locking the doors the, before I'm cashing only... out and all of that. The only thing that I can think is she has like late night deliveries, maybe, and she's like, "Okay, come to the back door, and then we'll sort you out there." But at that point, if I'm again, I live in England. Our doors are locked pretty much twenty four seven, unless we're like in the front room or or we're waiting on food to be delivered. We're like, "Okay, let's unlock the front door." Get the That's the same the here. No, we leave it locked all the time. When somebody knocks on the door, then you can unlock it. Um, I will say though, I come from a small town myself in yeah. like the south, so um, it's actually not too uncommon in the south to leave your doors unlocked because, like, people, it's you're not that close to anybody, and you don't really expect other people to be like wandering around in your area. But this is like in town, so yeah, I don't feel like the same rules apply. Yeah, it depends on where you're at. Yeah. And it's also not a home, it's a business. Yeah. Again, it's a woman left alone at night in a vulnerable position where taught from an early age, you know, do what you can to protect yourself because you get, if you get murdered, it's 100% going to be blamed on you. By the way, woman left alone at night in a vulnerable position is like the perfect Jalo title. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I could see that being like a movie. That's to just a description fair, sure. of every every genre. There are there genre <laughs> movies titled stuff like that, like Naked Dead or Woman Naked Dead Alone, something like that. Like, there's one like that's like Lady or a Woman in the Park Naked Dead. <laughs> it's it's stupid shit like that. I'm not doing it any justice. Like, 
lady naked, dead. Sounds like a really depraved, like, private browser search. Foreign film, yeah. I've seen like foreign film or porno, yeah, in my head. What? Those specific titles always like foreign or porno. Oh. I'm not saying fucking naked dead woman. Yeah, so we no, know I, I'm saying, searches. Like, yeah, sorry, I, I just had porno and I was like, uh, where did that come? <laughs> I, I just needed clarification, but thanks. <laughs> no, but to be fair to Elsa with the lock in the door, I've actually had like someone ram into my fucking house with a car before and try to kill someone in my household. I'm too lazy to lock the door Jesus. a lot of the time. Long fucking story. Yeah. But I mean, even I can't be fucked sometimes to go up and lock the door. Eventually, people can't be asked. It's human nature to not give a shit. If I, you know, if I die, eh, small price to pay for not having to walk up and actually lock the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't have to get up and unlock the, uh, uh, lock the door, so fuck it. And now I'll never have to get up and lock a door again. Yeah. I will say though that I really did appreciate this chase scene. Um, I liked it. It goes a lot of places. So it starts out. Um, shit, where does this start? I can't remember. Oh yeah, uh, the uh, cop gets it stopped by the, the guy. It starts at the beauty pageant because Barry is playing um, bodyguard. Yeah. To Helen throughout all of this, he's just allowed to ride the float with his bloody face and sweater. Okay, he was wearing a very thick sweater in North Carolina. In July? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he has got some swampy parts right now. I'm just saying, that's not a good situation. I also found it strange that they're targeting just one guy wearing the slicker. Yes, I'm saying slicker again. Um, because clearly we see there are like 50 yeah, guys wearing that. Yeah, that's the point of that disguise. I did, but it I makes did. me so sad when the little old man's just looking up. Poor like, old geriatrics. Yeah. yeah, he... he He's like, oh, okay, I'm just going to fucking rugby tackle this guy. And then he put, turns him over and he's like, oh, shit, it's an old dude. And he's like, oh, where the fuck is he then? Instead of, oh, I'm sorry. That's yeah, pretty much Barry part of the though. course for Barry, though. Yeah. Barry's yeah. a prick. I mean, like, he, he punched... Um, he, he worked out... Not worked out, but thought immediately that it was Freddie Prince Jr. Punched him in the face yeah. before asking him anything. Punched him with his cast sand, by the way, which that's gotta really hurt. Uh, like, and you don't even... Honestly, cast is nice and tough. You just smack somebody with it. Yeah. That's a decent bit of plaster. Yeah, Same. punching someone in the face hurts fucking enough. And even with um, fucking Max as well, when he thought it was Max, he fucking grabbed him by the balls and chucked him against a wall. Yeah, <laughs> Poor guy. Barry's just a him. prick. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why they spent so much time trying to paint uh, Ray... As the killer, when they've got such an obvious suspect in Barry, not Barry, because Barry, we see Barry's like already being fucked with. I think that they should have kept it with Max. Like they shouldn't have killed him off right away because I, I would think that he is more likely to be the killer more yeah. than Ray. That's that's where I thought it was going, and then seeing as he when he ended up being the first kill, I was like, oh, well, there's. I don't see anyone else in this film that has reason enough to actually want to kill them. 
Yeah, and I didn't really feel like oh, Ray well, was one. convincing enough. Like, I feel like they were trying to give you little bits of information that he's likely going to be the killer, but it just never really added up to me. No. I don't feel like he had the right kind of motive. I don't feel like he's just too fucking unimposing to have ever been a red herring. (laughs) He's sure he's... No offence to the guy, but he's a stumpy little fucking belly umpa level. He's less threatening than a stiff wind. To be fair, he's more threatening in this than he is in recent stuff that I've seen him in. When he... he, Well, when he was younger, he looked... Well, not threatening, but... I don't know, he had... An ability to act threatening, but if he acted it now, I'd be like, ha ha ha, that's funny, run along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he didn't do too bad. Um, See, I knew, I knew him as David from Roseanne when I watched this, and he was very much John a doormat in that thing. So, Roseanne Barr. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm actually having to work on my brain here with the fucking American references. This is. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like this whole like blue collar um, sitcom. Yeah, I've never like watched King it. of Queens that kind of thing. Um, but we did. We get another instance of um, the killer kind of having that magic slasher touch to him when he does kill Barry up in the like during the pageant because he's able to kill him and he's able to like get him out of there fast enough. For the cops to run up there, and there's only like a small trace of blood, I think. Like it like pans yeah. over to like one of the cases, like having just a little bit of blood there. Like yeah. I, I don't know, I don't buy that at all either. I think if you're stabbed in the chest and you fall to the floor, I think you'd leave a fairly large pool of blood on the floor. But they get up there, and they're like, "Oh, nothing." But there's he brought still his same. Point. He brought his same cleaning tools from when he cleaned out Julie's mom's trunk. Yeah. Yeah, it was that that scene where the cop was like, yeah, there's nothing here. But if someone's acting that hysterically, I'd at least search and give them peace of mind. I mean, he looks at the floor, looks left and right, and then he's like, yeah, nothing here. Unless the, the, the murderer literally like absorbed him into his I'll use the word for you, Trev. Slicker. Um he used that <laughs> his as a ample tarp. slicker. Yeah. He used that as a tarp and then like stumbled out with uh his legs in his jeans as well as uh Barry's and oh, I could see stumbles that. out, yeah. <laughs> or had like a weekend at Bernie's situation, just yeah. having Barry around just, his leg. Just, oh, two, he's drunk. just two dudes and a slicker, it's fine. <laughs> oh dude that's a good sequel just two dudes <laughs> in a sucker <laughs> is that a sequel to this or is it a sequel to girl dead naked alone uh no this is a sequel to this girl okay. dead naked alone is a um it's a spin-off okay yeah uh, yeah the cop isn't he's not the most hostile cop we've ever seen in a movie but he's still an asshole because you know at yeah. this point She's trying to confess everything that happened, and he's like, that's not how the urban legend goes. To be fair, I don't know I don't know how small towns work, because I've always lived in a big city. Well, big city in air quotes for the American listeners. But here, if you say something, it's usually like, okay, we'll follow up on it. But in small towns, it might just be like, 
eh, I know, I know your family. You tend to be a bit of a dick a lot, and I don't see anything. So let's just go. That is exactly yeah. how it goes, and especially with small towns, um, police forces are a lot more understaffed. Yeah, and so they probably it's... haven't they haven't seen much cases of murder in this small town, probably. So. Right. Yeah. There's also a sense of apathy. Like my apartment got broken into. And when we called the cop out there, he's like, do you guys have a gun? And we're like, no. And he's like, oh, bye. <laughs> that, was, that was our entire police report. He's like, that's not how the urban legend goes. <laughs> <laughs> so it it there is a sense of apathy. And I don't know what, what his training is. Um, you would think that if somebody is like, hey, a crime was committed, he has at least the minimum due diligence to have to like pretend to follow up yeah instead of being like oh shit look at that what do you know (laughs) but he doesn't even get a chance to realize that he's wrong because he gets like fucking gutted oh yeah another i can see the cop kind of thinking this is the ex-beauty queen she's a nobody she's not gone to new york she's failed all that she's trying to make shit up to be the center of attention again yeah especially during a pageant maybe while that bad singing was going on I could oh. see him thinking that because she's clearly off through the entirety of the float stuff. She's um, possibly, you know, feeling a bit depressed that she's no longer this big hot shot of high school. She's no longer the beauty queen and shit. She's down in luck, and now she's making shit up, and that's where the urban legend stuff comes in. And the cops a lazy cunt that can't be bothered to follow up on it. I can see that to be fair, and it, it still makes no sense that the killer got Barry out, but. I can see the logic of laziness. Yeah, I can see that too, actually. Since you like, when you put it like that, it can definitely make sense. It, and she, she manages to bust out the window because, of course, he has her in the back seat. Which is a little bit weird because she wasn't a suspect in anything. He was just giving her a ride home. But uh, she manages to bust out of the window and she runs to her family's store and Elsa's kind of a bitch, which gets her killed because um, she's just she's moving so infuriatingly slow. Yeah. And then there's this whole like cool chase scene with the mannequins, which are covered up with plastic wrap. That was a little bit confusing to me. I wonder if the store was meant to close down for a long weekend or something. I don't think you would put the tarps over every mannequin when you close up every single night. No, I wouldn't imagine so, but... Maybe it was due to inventory the next day that she mentioned. I don't mm-hmm. really know how inventory was, with stuff like that works. It was July 4th again, right? Yeah. yeah so I'm wondering if it was like so a long weekend thing. It might have no, been. it could be. It was a little bit weird, but it did lead to like a nice little bit where he's hiding under a tarp. I wonder what happened to the mannequin where that was supposed to be there on that stand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> standing three feet in front of him. That's all. Or he he might have absorbed that with his slicker too. Oh, so go. he's just yeah. he's got it's, Barry it's, it's, and a mannequin. With Barry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just picturing what is that one game where you have to like roll around and absorb things? Katamori. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of yeah. like a Katamori yeah. slicker. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she actually, you know, she she does okay for a minute trying to get away from him inside the store. She even does this dive through the window. What really gets me is she's like almost there. To the parade, which I have multiple questions about because it is now nighttime and we saw the parade going on during daytime. Is this the same parade? 
Is this a new parade? How many people are in this small town that are willing to do two parades or two separate parades? Like after every big event, there's a parade, I guess. Like they do the pageant parade and then they do the pre-pageant parade. And also, why is the band playing while the fireworks are going on? That would piss me off if I was the band director that had like agreed to be in the parade and you can't even hear the music because the fireworks. Because you gotta have a lot of sound to not be able to hear Helen scream because... Oh, yeah. of course, okay. I really so like they... that shot though. But she, yeah, if I... she hadn't stopped and slowed down and looked back, you know, she was so close. It wouldn't have mattered. So close. I enjoyed that scene myself, but I, I feel even if you're playing music, you, you're still aware of your surroundings. So if someone's shouting for help, or there's like sounds of a scuffle off, like maybe five feet to your left, I think you'd notice. Well, here's a question for you. You think if someone was murdered and you were looking on with the drums and you saw someone getting hacked... Would you just look and go, oh, someone's getting mad. You know what, play the drums, I didn't say a thing. I mean, <laughs> Carry on. in a group of, like, 50 people, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, shit. And then 50 Jesse. people might have rushed up to him. Jesse was in marching band in high school, so would you have broke formation? Um. Well, I was the field commander, so I would have been the one marching backwards, conducting everybody, and I would have been trying to make eye contact with the drummer, who would be ignoring me because they want to set their own tempo. So you would have been so. the reason why they would have not, because they don't want to be scolded by you for not paying attention. The drummers don't give a shit, historically. By the- it's a thing. Well, live by should've... the band, die by the band. Sacred pact. Can't trash that. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't maybe they were just marching and they just they didn't I could see it being like a thing like you're going past and you're like, Am I seeing a murder? No, probably not. Oh, yeah. Like maybe they heard about her freak out at the pageant and they don't wanna like stop the parade and be oh, I don't wanna be like Helen Shivers and freak out and ruin to be everything. Fair, I think if if you You've walked past and you realize it's her. I think you've stuck for long enough to know that she's being murdered. If you're but like, I don't oh, think it's they just realized a it's her. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, if it got to that point, if you stopped and kind of like, oh, it's it's her and maybe it's just bullshit. I think at that point you'd be like, oh, no, she's definitely being murdered. He does get her out of the way, though. So, like, they wedge themselves, like, against the tires where you can't actually see the murdering happening. Like, he's just... You can see him approach her, but, you know... And he's got his Katamari rain jacket. Yeah. So that way nobody can see what's happening. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a fucking cool shot. Yeah, I love it. So, I can wave it off. It's fair to say, infamous. I saw that scene before I'd seen um, the film. And heard all the shit like, oh, why didn't she run onto the band? Why didn't she do all this and that? I don't really care. I mean, for one, she's not the brightest. Yeah, you turn around to look at, listen for a noise and all that. And for two, it's just a cool fucking shot. Leave it. It just doesn't not... match up to her character up to that point. Because I don't feel like she would have stopped until she got to the crowd. But I don't think that would have made a difference because he was right there. Like, she turned around for yeah. a second. And I don't think one second would have been, like, the difference here. So then don't make her turn around if it's not going to make a difference either way. You know what I just mean? Just adds to suspense to the chase. Like, you know. Nah, it does a little bit. Me. It's more frustrating Because she thinks that she's free at that point. She turns around she gets, like reassurance that he's not there and she's about to make it and then she turns around and then oh shit he's right there instead like it's a little bit of extra too like you could have had him just like 
pop out like right in front of you but i don't think that that would have been as effective personally it just frustrated yeah, no, me because up until that point she'd given good chase and for her to just like slow down right there was a little frustrating all right fair what enough. would you rather a trip up or how would you do it then how would you ever killed off before getting to there I think it would have been fine for him to pop out and kill her. I just don't want her to stop and turn around beforehand. You know See, what I mean? I don't mind the turn around, but I've seen in films where they've done it where she's still running and turns. That's fine. Yeah. She's she's running down a straight alley. And in those ones, they're just like, oh, the, the dude jumps out in front of her. I don't know. Again, he's probably very minorly supernatural and he just teleports very small distances, but he jumps out in front of her and then that's it. That would have been pretty much the... Or it would would have been... It's a nice little compromise. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's more... So it kind of like gets both. Like she she keeps moving and then she also turns around. Yeah, it gives the audience a false sense of security without completely undoing... The work we've done to build up her escape. All right, fair enough. We got a good middle ground there. Yeah, like a kind of sudden stop, and then you just t- pan down to see the blood pouring out, kind of thing. Yeah, that works. But after that, but though, this is when it all kind of like goes downhill a little bit for me, because um, this is when we get to the ending where like she runs over to. Yeah. Well, because meanwhile, Ray. um, what's her face? Julie has been talking to Missy again. Yeah. And I just, this bugged me because they had so many covers of songs in the soundtrack, but then they had Where Did You Sleep Last Night? They didn't have the Nirvana cover of that playing. Can't afford Nirvana. Apparently. But she's there, and Missy is just very adamant that David killed himself, but she covered it up because she needed the insurance money, which is legit. Not not that, like, insurance fraud is legit, but, like, I get it, you know? Yeah. I have never committed insurance fraud. We got a non I'm not a murderer, and I've never committed insurance fraud. <laughs> it's, it's statute limitation on insurance fraud. I think that's what four years, roughly no in America. Where are you going, baby? State by state. You don't have to worry about it then. <laughs> got a while on that. Not that I have any reason to know that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Moving on swiftly. Yeah, like she's there and just Missy's like, no, it definitely didn't happen. And I thought it was weird that she had this like weird revelation. Like once she finally heard it that many times, she's like, oh, I guess it isn't him. Yeah. Like, it... oh, now you get it? Because she literally just told you that like five seconds ago and then you're like arguing her about it. And then as soon as she walks away, she's like, it's not him. Like, <laughs> was it the yeah. tattoo? I think the, the anchor yeah. tattoo was what? It brings up the tattoo with. Susie written on it it's yeah. bad it's yeah. bad when I know the woman that's not in its name but I don't know the <laughs> names but yes he's got tattooed uh, Susie tattooed on the arm and the the sister's like no he didn't have a tattoo and then she's just like yeah get the fuck out you crazy bitch so did we ever find out what her connection like how she connected it to Susie's dad, like, did she just make a wild ass guess? Or? No, she was looking over those news articles online. Okay. She yeah. looked it over again. Yeah, yeah. there okay. was another her, shot of her doing that. On her okay. brick laptop. Yeah. To be fair, it was 1997. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, impressed I'm she had a laptop slated. at all. Yeah. 
you think that the sister would make that connection herself and kind of hold on my fucking father-in-law went missing that same night and he had the anchor tattoo what the fuck did you do to my father-in-law <laughs> to be fair it would have been her um her brother's father-in-law not hers directly. oh yeah that's for how much of a shit do you give that far removed yeah. Yeah. like i don't think my sisters know what your dad's tattoos tattoo looks like trev no so, i guess that's true yeah, yeah. Although you would, if it was Susie's name, you'd be like, you know, she's got other people in her life. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. But yeah, so she goes and she's, uh, she can't find Mary or Helen anywhere. She runs way after the pageant's over and she like runs into the auditorium and she just looks around for a really long time like. Oh, what happened here? <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and she then she can't find them, so she goes to tell Ray, and Ray is like, "Oh, I'm sure they're fine. They weren't fine." Uh, and then, which makes it even more suspicious when she notices that his boat's named Billy Blue, and she freaks out and runs, and oh, here's this nice guy willing to protect me, and she goes into the boat, and the door is locked, and uh oh, you're trapped. And, and the boat's called Susie. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's not very observant at no, all. That was a very questionable um, decision making to just go onto the stranger's boat because he punched Ray, like you know. And he and she can't even fight back. Yeah, just run. Just home. because of the implication. Yeah, yeah. questionable <laughs> of the fucking killer as well to just clothesline Ray and leave him there. Apparently, has a fucking crush on Freddie Prince Jr. or something because constantly <laughs> just lets him live. Fucking double tap. Just I know, double tap. We, we talk about double to... tap so many times on yeah. this. Yeah, I've always seen that like, flashing zombie land thing with the cardio just with double tap. Yeah, that's through. exactly what I imagine every single time. <laughs> um, I, I hate also that he um, he loses his getup in this and he's just like some kind of like casual fisher guy, like just a, just a normal dude. Just Yeah, he's not um, absorbing anyone in this scene. Yeah. <sighs> There's no payoff. Like he could have absorbed Freddy, but you know, we never get to see that. Yeah, I just I would love like just some giant monster at the end of this. Like all of their friends are absorbed in, and it's like a leg here and an arm. <laughs> have you guys here seen and... Akira? Nah, nah. The well, manga. It's like the anime movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking like. He turns into one of those things, like, at the end, where he turns into, like, a giant blob. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a fairly iconic setup. He's, like, little, uh, I say iconic. Not, like, Freddy level, but um, the whole rain jacket. I, say, I only say that because I know it, in Spongebob it inspired some episode that scared me when I was a little kid. The, the Ashling Slasher? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember that, too. That was scary. The hash bringing, the slash stinging. Yeah. I was like four when it came out. And that, I mean, that scared the shit out of me when I was a little kid. It's big enough that it inspired that. So it's clearly had some relevance. Clearly had some impact. Uh, could have at least put it back on the little coat, Inspector Gadget Garb. It looked great. <laughs> I don't know, he committed to the bit the whole time. Like Yeah, exactly. He should have stayed with it up until the end. But it's, like, used kind of as um, pieces of evidence to make her, like, 
realize that it's him when she gets on the boat, which is stupid again, because everybody who's a fisherman has one of those. But then, I guess she also finds little snippets of him, like, taking pictures of them, and just stalking yeah, them in general. Yeah, there's, like, news clippings of the beauty pageant queen and stuff like that. It, yeah, he has, like, Polaroids of, like, him just spying on them, I believe. Yeah. Which, again, and- is not very good if you're trying to commit a series of murders and don't want to get caught. Like, he's leaving all kinds of evidence there. He's yeah. got a whole Pepe Sylvia I want to point board. out, you're in a fishing town. You probably learned how to swim, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it, it's fairly common thing. Would jumping off the boat as her be a bad thing and just swimming for the shore? No, because I wrote that too. I was like, at yeah. because she had many opportunities to just jump off the boat, and I don't really think that he would. I mean, he would maybe dive after her, but I think that she increases her odds if He's she just jumps. Definitely a stronger swimmer than her, though, because he managed to keep himself from drowning when he was fully concussed and probably had broken bones. Yeah, fair that, that's fair. But he also has a oh. boat, which. I think at that point it's quicker to like stay on the boat, turn it around and go after her, but it's also quicker to dodge. But how fast is his boat if uh, Ray can catch up in a tiny little rowboat? He's not actually like, I don't know what the proper term for a boat is, piloting, driving, whatever. He's not like going the boat um, (laughs) while he's doing this. Yeah, he's not going it. Like, he's just, like, chasing her. He's not, like, worrying about speed. Yeah. He does, like, accelerate a little bit there to get that flare out of her hand. So, I mean, he's capable of speeding it out. Yeah. Like, if someone's jumped off a boat, the first thing i do would be, like... I say i do. I would do is just <laughs> turn it around. Turn totally it around, not a you killer. Know. Yeah. Just leaving those little breadcrumbs in here and just... Yeah. Just hit her with a propeller, you'll be okay. <laughs> Again, he doesn't seem to <laughs> He doesn't seem to want to take the easy way out with any of these people. Apparently they they want the hardest death that they could possibly get to because she doesn't jump off the boat. She literally does everything she can to stay on said boat and basically like goes into that ice uh, the fish uh, preservation kind of tr- uh, trunk. Yeah, whatever that is. With... I know there's a name huh. for it, but I just don't know what the name is. Um, I don't either. But yeah, she she climbs through the entire boat to specifically get him to chase after her. Even though he's literally just accelerated the boat and if the chase happens long enough, which probably won't, but if it did, they could be in Spain by tomorrow. Who, You know, it just they could be in a completely different country if they just went, yeah, I can just, I'm maybe 30 feet from the pier, I'll just jump off. Yeah. yeah the whole, this, like I said, this whole last scene is just not interesting at all. Yeah, I usually lose interest around this part too, which is weird because this is like the climax. I don't know if it's just because I don't care that much about boats, or I don't know enough about fishing boats, or if it's just badly written. It's Part of it for me is like, we have no more, like, the mystery's gone, we know who he is now, and he's not even like wearing his iconic get-up anymore, he's just uh, Ben, you know, Ben with a hook. Ben with a vengeance. Vengeance. It's not a problem for a lot of other slashers. If you compare it to Scream <clears throat> or Scream 2, you've got, um, I can only think, Shaggy. 
I don't Matthew, Matthew Lillard. Lillard. Yeah, Matthew Lillard, yeah, who's fun. We just fun, have, like, the even, whole Scooby gang that we're bringing up here yeah. today. Even outside the fucking mask, he's great. He's a joy to fucking watch. Yeah. As is um, Sydney's boyfriend during that. Great. And when you get to the uh, sequel, the mum of uh, the boyfriend, also really fun to sit down and go over. That's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. actually, I didn't really consider that, but I, I guess really you can just chalk it up to the writing at this point, maybe. Which, again, is interesting because it's the same writer, but I wonder if it's because Scream was, like, a little bit more tongue-in-cheek about all of this, where this is the type of movie that Scream is making fun of. Well, he also wrote it after, so room for improvement. Yeah, I guess. It's harsh. I can't really compare everything to Scream because it's... Scream was lightning in a bottle. It's the best of the 90s slasher genre. But you literally can compare these because it's the same writer. (laughs) Yeah, it's the same thing. It's never going to be quite as good. Yeah. To be fair to it, he screams like the fucking pinnacle of the whole thing. No, yeah, I suppose it's like comparing torch porn to saw. I feel a bit harsh, a bit dirty doing it, or comparing like demonic possession film to The Exorcist. It feels wrong to some extent, as of course it's worse. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get up to a certain point, it's. You, you gotta make it stay on its own level for comparisons. Yeah. Yeah, cheesy shit should be compared to cheesy shit, and there's plenty of cheesy, crappy teenage slashes in the 90s. Uh, present fucking film included. <laughs> and the ending. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, the actual ending endings, I really enjoyed that. The last little scare. So the original ending, what they wrote for her, wasn't her going into the shower and the mirror breaking or door breaking or whatever it is. She was, uh, she gets that invitation and she's on her computer and then she gets an instant message chat that says, I still know what you did last summer. And then he jumps up and attacks her, which I feel like would have been a little bit more lame than the, like, through the. So he's in her closet with a laptop. (laughs) (laughs) Instant yeah, he's uh, he's gotten a lot more advanced in his uh, closet. Yeah, closet he's still lurking. using MSN at this point. How long do you think he was waiting in that shower for her to come around, or the closet? So oh, fucking know. please come back, please come back. Probably knowing the last one. <laughs> but uh, when she picked up the note, I I was like, I put in my notes. I was like, that better say make sure the guy's dead. But it was like, <laughs> yeah. no, I still know. I was like Kappa Gamma Sorority Pi. Did he put that note in, or is that no. the shitty kind of font? That I think that that's like an actual, sor- like an actual invite. Yeah, it's a, it's but, an actual invite, and then she walks into the the, the uh, showers where it's all misted, and then she gets yeah, and he rests in the steam, doors and it's it's written on that. But me being the sake twat I was, I was like, I know where this is going like that note is basically that and then it wasn't and I was like oh well I'll still leave it it's fine (laughs) (laughs) okay now it's been a minute since we watched the sequel although I think that's probably what's going to end up happening later tonight how did they handle that scene in the sequel what scene like the ending of this one did how they retcon it oh they just completely disregard it just yeah pretty much like yeah. it never happened yeah like Fuck. yeah and i think the same happens with uh the, like the way that the second one ends too because the second one ends almost in the propeller like, very similar way the second one 
It's so dumb. I feel like it's worth watching because they almost know how dumb they are with it, you know, because they point out that their answer to the radio giveaway was wrong and they've got fucking Jack Black. I don't think they gave him a script for it. They're just like, hey, show up on set and do your thing. I love Jack Black in that. I know, I do too. Um, They had Brandy in it, which was something going for them. I hated every fucking scene with Ray and his little friend the whole way trying to get... Just Ray's storyline in the sequel is a mess. Wait, do they have the same people in the second one? No. Uh, No, Yeah, Ray and Julie. Just Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, yeah. Others, obviously, dead. They're not fucking marionette puppets. That's the yeah. <laughs> Well, they could be in a Katamari coat, but... Um, yeah. Uh, if you're going to completely disregard the, the ending of the first film, then it's not really a sequel. It's like a... a what could have happened? I thought they'd at least, like, have made it out to be a dream or something. No, yeah, they just or, never or mentioned she, it. She, she just escaped... I mean, it it seems like he wasn't hard to escape from, ish. Yeah, he had a minor teleport, but whatever, it's fine. I don't think that they were banking on a sequel, though. Like it seemed like they were trying to write this as like a very like one and done type movie, yeah. but they just decided like, whoa, we made a hundred and fifty million dollars on this. Hundred twenty five. Hundred twenty five million dollars on this. If that ends up being the case, just make another one. Maybe keep the same killer, but you know, well. Yeah, keep the same killer, but give him a different reason for wanting to kill these group of teams? Or... That's what they did with the third one, pretty much. They yeah. just had no reason for him wanting to do it. Mm. Just, oh, fuck it. Same guy with the hook, and he's now a zombie. Yeah, the third one's got, like, that... What is it, like, a prank or something, where the kid acts like he's... Yeah, he's supposed to be and... a prank, but he accidentally kills himself. God, that thingy. It's terrible. It's not the most egregious, to be fair, original to sequel I've seen. That is easily taken by the Devil's Rejects into Free From Hell. Fucking oh, I miserable. thought Free From Hell was okay. So you're about to I said good, it's a great film. I, I love the Firefly trilogy, I absolutely adore. But the fucking transition from Devil's Rejects to Free From Hell is terrible. Yeah. I, it's I just get so decline. sad every time I watch it because I know that Sid Hake's dead. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace, Sid. I haven't. But, uh, oh. It, oh, dude. Classic. You haven't seen any of the um, the Firefly trilogy? I'm I'm not much of a film watcher. I, I grew up in a house where everything that was on was like Sharktopus and uh-huh. like Maury and shit. So I was like, nah, I'm good. Oh, that's awesome, though. <laughs> <laughs> Or Jerry Springer. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll stay. I'll stay in my room and play video games. I'm good. <laughs> well, you're, you you should cover that. That yeah. would be a, like a good series. Yeah, you yeah, got fucking trilogy. touch on that. It's my goal eventually to be able to get Steph to a point where he can go and mastermind and say <laughs> my specialized subject is horror. I had to watch eventually get hours of bad films just to know this knowledge. <laughs> On our podcast, we are going to do post-discussion rankings to see if anybody's opinion has been swayed one way or the other. So, as our guests, we'll let you guys go first. After breaking it down to the nitty-gritty and uh, adding our own suggestions, what do you think? What is your rating now? I'll let Karen go first. You know what? I'm feeling a little bit better about it. Going over it. 
there's, there's a couple things I can kind of forgive just for the good shots. I think I'll show it like a 5.5. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, he's took the half point that I was going to take away, so it ends up being the same, relatively. I... For me, it's... It, for To be truly scared by something, I prefer realism. Like, as much realism as I can get. And I didn't... Even with this discussion, I was like, mm, it's probably less realistic now, so I'd probably <laughs> say two and a half. Oh, damn, dude. Yeah. I respect that, though, because I also appreciate realism with horror movies. Like, that's usually what um, what I found scary also. I also kind of find, like, um, just, like, unexplained things scary, too. But not necessarily how, like, they handle it in this with, like, you know, how he's magically moving these bodies everywhere and leaving no traces. Uh, That stuff is, it does kind of ruin it just a tad bit for me. I, I I tend to find that the the Hollywood, uh, sorry, ugh, the Hollywood kind of spin on things tend to like ruin things. They have to kind of convincingly get someone to point A and point B, and half the time yeah. it's like completely opposite to a character, and it, it throws me off. All right, well, you go ahead and go first, Jesse. What do you think? Oh. Let's see, this is one of those movies that I just come back to time and time again because I get enjoyment out of it. So I don't necessarily do my ranking based off of scariness. I do it based off of like watchability and enjoyability. Mm-hmm. Because if I did it off of scariness, like very few movies would get a high score from me ever. And I'm feeling defensive, and I also like the the rich backstories that we gave to all of these people. So I'm gonna bump mine up to an eight point five. Eight point five. Okay. Eight point five. Mm. I think I'm gonna keep mine at eight because um, I don't know. Discussing it didn't really sway me one way or another. Um, it did. It was nice to talk about like the really good points and also some of the questionable points, but I feel like they balance each other out well enough. I can appreciate the creepy scenes in this. Uh, I feel like those, while they may not necessarily make sense all the time, I think that they do a really good job of at least creeping me out. Like I, I felt like the uh, the killer was like really effective with like how he toyed with them. I really like that, you know, just like fuck with them and let him know that they're like he could kill them at any point and chooses not to there's something about that uh the only thing that i don't like though is the ending like what we talked about like i just that whole sequence is weak but you know i don't really feel like it's enough to justify lowering it any and i don't feel like any of these things are worth like raising it any either i think talia gives this movie a six why because um well she was very happy during the movie because she just got her new Braves jersey. Oh, yeah. So then she gets to watch the guy watch baseball. Oh, yeah. She was very into that. And she hates swimming. So the fact that this is all set around water is very scary to her and it's probably effective. All right. So I think she gives it a six. She didn't do any scratching. She was just very happy to be in her in her new jersey. <laughs> True. Okay, so what's the new um, score? Oh, yeah, our average Eight. score went up to 6.125. 8.025. No, that'd be time five by three. 
Yeah, too long. Effectively, to it went up by like point three. S- I think six point naught one two five. We was we were at five point seven five to begin with, and then we bumped it up to six. Point one two five. Point one two five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So sorry about that. So we did good. Um, one new thing that we started doing, just as a little fun thought exercise. What is one major rewrite you would do for this film that would improve it in your eyes? Don't kill Howard. I feel that when he died, I lost kind of... Maybe not not interest, but it was more like I lost uh, a possible turnabout later in the film that could have possibly happened, like... He could have showed up that would that was either helping the the, the murderer or he was possibly trying to like uh, help the teens uh, the the group. Sorry, it could have swayed either way, but I don't know. Just having him alive gave the, the film more options later on in the film. I think that's fair. Yeah, I agree with that. What about you, Kieran? I suppose like either go all in on the supernatural or fucking get rid of all of it. That idea of the crabs and shit and all the wishy-washy shit. Yeah. Or, like, just yeah. get rid of all the half-assed 90s nudity. To, to be fair, that's a, another good point. If 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 he left the body in the trunk of the car, um, left Howard's body in the trunk of the car, if they went to the police, they'd be like, well, you've got the body in the trunk of your car. No one's put it there, technically, so... We're gonna question you about why there's a body in your car. Yeah, that, that that's true. We get that that, that classic type of scene where the cops start to suspect them, yeah. which I think is what that is supposed to intend. It's supposed to make them look like they're doing this stuff, and it's the whole point is that it's supposed to be they can't go to the cops now, but it seems like at that point they should have. Yeah, I see that. Oh, you're rewrite. Do you, or do you? Is it just the other? No, it's just the lower, lower scoring people have to ah, be right. Okay, right. This is new. Yeah, oh, it's so just something yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> it's something that we did on one of them. We're like, hey, this is fun. Let's do it for all of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who did you Who did you relate to the most in this film? Whoever wants to go first. Oh fuck! I mean. <laughs> Fred, 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 no, Freddie I'll, Prince Junior. I want to say, but his acting was shit. I couldn't get anywhere. Probably Sarah Michelle Gellar was the most believable of the cast, by far. I think Jennifer Love Hewitt's character was just boring as shit. Yeah. That standard brunette. She even had the stereotypical black college party girl roommate. It was just drenched in 90s rubbish, but Sarah Michelle Gellar was probably the most realistic and the one I can probably yeah get the closest to. I want to say mm. that sounds bad I know she's fucking failure <laughs> yeah judging from my comments uh, comments pretty much throughout this podcast most people would probably say I'd probably relate to the murderer but yeah yeah uh, <laughs> but I in a really shit way I'd, I'd say Freddie Prince Jr's character he he's pretty much the only person that's like yeah I don't want I don't want to be part of this, but because I am, this is this is kind of my place now, I guess. <laughs> so, hmm. I, yeah, I'd probably say him. 
anything. Yeah, I was kind of going to go with him too. Um, mostly because he's he's not really involved in this really. Like, uh, yeah, but he's also kind of clueless too. Like, I mean, all this shit's going on, and he like they have to catch him up like every single time that they run into him. And he's the only person that's gone back to kind of like make up for it, like go back to say sorry. Not not actually like yeah, I murdered you, murdered your brother, but like hey, sorry about what happened to your brother and. He's the only person that's gone back to, to do that, whereas everyone else was just like, yeah, I'm moving on. Yeah. Yeah, but I it wasn't think... who's a good person, it's who's fucking relatable and yeah. I'm a coward. I, I think that's more relatable than people that's just like, yeah, fuck you and your brother, I'm just gonna go. I, th- I feel at some point a guilty conscience would be like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go see what's happened and see about their family members or something but that's just me yeah what about you Jesse? Mm, I think I relate to Julie's roommate who just wants Julie <laughs> to leave the room just like for a weekend even oh god no I relate to that too because I had so many college roommates <laughs> where I was like god damn it just get out of here <laughs> yeah yeah you really did have some interesting roommates Oh my god, yeah, that's a terrible done. track record. Good on that fucking route. I relate to the poor geriatric who was tackled and terrified. <laughs> yeah, memory. if that's the case we're going by, I'll I'll be I'll be uh, Max because I'll probably die first in any horror kind of situation in first place anyway. Yeah, because you're definitely not the murderer. Yeah, yeah. totally. You never suspect <laughs> the first one murdered. Come on. <laughs> Starting to sound like a shitty Buzzfeed quiz. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we got anything else. No, other than like sequel, like oh, dream sequels. Don't watch the sequels. No, you no. fucking go. I do you haven't. have any? Uh, do you have any like uh, any like potential like sequel? Because like I, I think I got that one. It's like two guys in a slicker. Yeah, yeah. two guys in a slicker. <laughs> yeah, that's Travis's sequel that he's writing. Altered it. That's like sequel. a buddy. Yeah, a buddy. We're gonna make it a buddy cop movie because these cops were slickers yeah like he feels bad about killing the cop so he's gonna go take the cop's place yeah so he doesn't well he's absorbed the cop so he yeah. can like turn into him now <laughs> maybe 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 not a film but maybe a, a documentary like how to get away with running someone over <laughs> <laughs> or, or uh, what to do if you've accidentally committed a hit and run yeah, you know, like yeah. a companion guide type yeah. thing. So you're gonna do a murder guide, okay? <laughs> Again, it fits my theme, I suppose. <laughs> guide for Jennifer Love Hewitt: How to Lose a Guy in One Shitty Evening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I think that's everything. Okay. All right. All right. Do you guys uh, have anywhere people can find you? You want to plug any of that? Uh, well, we've got Instagram, Facebook, but we're fucking useless with it. It's, uh, yeah, Post Instagram, up, um, Facebook. Uh, I've just made a Discord channel literally about three hours ago. So, if you does it have for a fun punny title as well? It, 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 no. no, it's literally just Seventh Circle of Film. Uh, Two drop, not creative enough. Watch us right. ignore that as well. Oh, I won't ignore otherwise... it. I'll still talk to people on it, but you know. <laughs> uh, Spotify, Ron. 
Google fucking play, all the standard places. I do Twitch occasionally and discuss shit that we've done under Seventh Circle of Film. More than welcome to jump in and watch me fail at Civ. Uh, otherwise, got an episode coming up with these two lovely people as well on good series of films because we're actually nice people. <laughs> Wait, good How once we suggested this time. How we suggested them. The final edit of it. For Joyride. Yeah. Four and a half hours. You know what? That's impressive since I think we recorded for like seven hours or yeah. something. To be fair, Six. I think we always record for about seven hours. I, 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 There was a discussion about this one and I think you said it was going to be about half an hour. Oh, no, I was shooting for... We usually run about an hour and a half. Oh. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we're like right now. I'm looking at like two hours and twelve minutes, so yeah. we're not too far off. I kind of expected to go a little bit longer with having guests, but you know, it's no big deal. Oh yeah, we were trying to do like an hour or an episode, hour of film before. Fuck me, I think at this point we've not ever shot a shoot that's gone for less time than we spent actually watching the films. <laughs> there, there was one. I, there was one episode, uh, one episode where we discussed a film in about t- half an hour, I think. Oh, Hostel! We spent like twenty yeah. minutes on the second yeah, one. We, we discussed the first one for about two hours. Discussed the second one for about twenty minutes, and then the third one for about another two hours. Yeah, you guys barely talked about that one because you're like, it's the first one, but with girls, <laughs> basically. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to watch us ramble on for fucking hours. For some reason, <laughs> uh, go for that. Either those great advertisement, well done, Kieran. <laughs> really selling it. Uh, but yeah, cheers for having us on. Yeah, thank really you. fun as always. Actually, yeah, thanks yeah, for joining us. Um, it's been a good time. Yeah, we'll find more movies that you guys hate. Just if you guys hate a movie, send it our way, yeah. and then we'll, we'll be glad to have you guys back on here again. I will keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I'll find any fucking film on IMDb. Steph will say he hates it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll pretend to hate it for about three hours and then we're good. We'll do an episode on Maury or um, oh, shit. whatever. Jerry Springer. Yeah, we'll, we got you covered. Thanks. I didn't have that <laughs> enough during my childhood. <laughs> we, uh... When we were on our honeymoon, I tore my ACL on the last day and we stayed in the hotel room and watched, like, Jerry Springer and Maury all day, basically. And there's this episode where it was, like, my girlfriend's a stripper and may have cheated on me or something like that. And they're on there and they're arguing. And then the guy brings out a box of chocolates and starts to propose to his girlfriend. So he hands the box of chocolates to Jerry Springer. And Jerry starts eating the chocolates during the proposal. (laughs) And that always stands out to me. I love it. The worst thing that's happened is I went to Texas two years ago. I that went... is pretty terrible. <laughs> no, that, that's, not, that's not the worst part. I went to Texas for the first time being in America, and all I did was sit in a hotel room watching 90 Day Fiance. Oh. Dude, yeah. you, were, you, had, you had like an authentic American experience. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Uh, uh, apparently. I think I'm an American now. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> 
Alright, wrap this thing up. Alright, as always, you can find us on Twitter at Least Fave Pod, Instagram, Least Favorite Scary Movie Podcast, Facebook, which your least favorite scary movie. If you like our artwork, you can follow Travis's personal Instagram account at GroovyCommy. You can also follow him on Twitter where he doesn't tweet ever at TravLol. If you like hearing about our dog Talia, you can follow her on Instagram. I'll tell you what, she has a nice new Braves jersey. We just posted about it. She's real cute. And you can email us at leastfavoritescarymovie at gmail.com. Tell us what you think. All, All right, right, man. That's right. about it. Bye. Bye. See ya. We'll have our April schedule finalized and out before this episode comes out. I don't know why I'm saying this. I'm going to cut this out. Yeah. Want to edit?